What's the size of your truck? Season 3, Episode 8. Boys query the symbolism of the size of the truck. The bigger the truck, muses Sarah. Supersize me, Raptor, Ram. Trade rolls the words with a guttural snarl. A truck and its accessories are one's identity and a sign of masculinity for some people. The history of the ute is a symbol of Australia, reminisces Trage, the ute and the cattle dog. Trage and Alan reflect on the loss of loads from a truck bed. That just closes as the realisation hits you that things are going wrong, way wrong, says Sarah, met by giggles from the boys. Sarah shares stories about the redesign of heavy vehicles, the issue of fatigue in driving, these issues are debated, and the shift of FIFO to LILO. Better listen to find out what that acronym is. For more on fatigue, driving and road rage, see Season 1, Episode 8. Thank you. Michelle safely asked about driving fatigue. We really appreciate the feedback. Now enjoy this episode. Let's get started, eh? Yeah, yeah, willing and able. DJ Code Red, Sabre. We're going to get this started. This is how we starting it. Let's get started. 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 Who's gonna start this? We're gonna start this. Hello and welcome to the Why Work podcast series. You are listening to Trace Fitkovsky, Sarah Pazell, and Alan Girl. Hey, before we talk about something substantive, um, I want to talk about another form of climbing, um, aspirational climbing, and I don't know if it's just me, but have you noticed? In recent years, especially the last 10 years, have you noticed um, the size? And I don't know if it's an issue about tool envy or whatever. What? Wait, 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 wait. Where just are we gonna, going? Where are we going? We've gone from body talk and now you don't want to say about and size. and tool use, because I'll tell you, I, my well, brain was really thinking about right, the sport of sex, the brothel. I didn't even have to finish my sentence. So wait, we're talking about size and tool. Okay, pause. Size doesn't matter, Trace. Look at you two. Off oh, that's you go. a whole other discussion. Look but anyway, that. off you right, go. Right. Okay. Melbourne Cup. Off we go. No, I want to Remember talk the about... tool belt in. <laughs> See, here we go. When oh, the guy uh... was wearing nothing else on Halloween in Las Vegas except yeah. his tool belt for right. the construction. Right. You this and the other lady. I in saw the, lift. the tool belt. Right. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, this sorry. Is size about and tool. Size and now, and how, how does this connect to climbing? Well, you remember what tools were in the tool belt? It's squarely about size. There was size. a hammer, there were screwdrivers. Yeah, look, it's squarely about size and aspiration and a form of what? climbing. Uh, social climbing is the term perhaps used in a non-work context, but this is specifically for work. I don't know if it's just me or um, I need to get a life, but what I've noticed in recent years has been the size of, of tradies' utes. Oh. <laughs> Women everywhere have have a, a statement for that. The bigger the truck, we go the same uh, number. But, but like so so you're talking about the Ram Utes. Yeah, before we get the to Ram. the oh, before, oh, look, you straight to Ram. Before we get to the punchline, I've noticed in recent years these souped up Hiluxes. They have names like Raptor, like this yeah, yeah, dinosaur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all happening, and then, man. And then very if you expensive. Can, yeah, uh, it's a point about aspiration. And then if you can afford it, you get the Ram, which is a, an American... <laughs> 
and it takes up like three spots. No, see, America does it large. Supersize Super it, baby. Supersize me, baby. Supersize it, but, right? But, but in Australia, it is more rare to see not. this. Not no, 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 it and was. this is the point I'm making. Like, we don't know what utes are in the U.S. Yeah. It's like, what is well, this? Not even a truck. What I'll tell you what a ute. Short doesn't, my what do you do with it? My recollection of a ute and a builder back in the day when my dad was building houses was a bloke with a pair of stubbies and a terry-toweling hat and a blue singlet. He'd rock up in a Holden ute, which was just essentially a cabin with a flat tray and a cattle dog or some other dog tied to the back. That was my recollection of Work it. Now everywhere. I see these huge things with all these accessories and these ram. It's almost like a work from height climbing up to yeah, the cabin. But Australia risk. has narrow roads and really small car parks. And yeah. I'm like, what? It's and not so, designed for these the city, big cars. You can't, you can't park those cars big, in the city. not easy. But, but I've Fraser, noticed so many. Go. So I'm hoping by planting this into our listeners, now they're going to not but stop but notice. Well, there'll be some protests. There are so many. And it started with the Triton. I remember back in the day. No, Triton, that's right. So you move up to a Hilux, but you know what? No, I need to get shock absorbers which are higher, like the monster truck almost. But now you are nothing. You are nobody unless you can drive and, and you aspire to right. a ram. So, side note, but I had so much fun with my girlfriend taking her new four-wheel drive. She is not an experienced four-wheel drive operator, shall we say, like, never. New car, shiny, fun. I jump in with her. We take the kids to Fraser Island, and we have neither one of us have any skill whatsoever. Oh, <laughs> we you're right We're trying oh, to use no. the damn tool to deflate the tires. We knew that much right before we catch that ferry and go across, uh, and we just. Giggle, giggle, giggle. And we're seeing all these other cars because we're struggling trying to deflate the tires. I'm just yeah. admit that right now. And <laughs> we're seeing all these trucks go right past us. I'm like, what? We got across there. We had a blast. But it's no longer called Fraser. It's Kigari. Right? Oh, yes, absolutely. Kigari. And, you right, know, Kigari. The, and the point I'm making, it's not about... Uh, Ability or competence. Formerly Fraser Island. Yeah, it's not about ability or competence. It's just simply about aspiration. It's like, it's not enough to drive this clapped out oh, old ute. I wanted big, bad, it, and I wanted yeah. to have one of those R words, right? Yeah, it was fun. The ram. It was and, fun. Is it, so it's not, I mean, I'm noticing these because, you know, I go along Kingsford Smith and it's suddenly a status thing, but it doesn't well, end well, there. What I've noticed now, an extension, and that is <laughs> now... It's just not enough to have this Raptor or this Ram. I've noticed a, a certain form of aspiration or upstreaming in, in terms of affluence with respect to the trailer. They're not just little old boxes. I've noticed really fancy. Oh, no, the camping trailer, that kind no, of thing. No, this what? is for the, for the uh, tradesperson who attaches it. Oh, yeah, yeah, it. yeah, yeah. But there's no more just a, a little trailer or a little box. They're so really fancy. So it's almost like a marketing thing. It's like you haven't made it. In okay. the construction world, so, unless you've got these accessories. So there's identity. And what you're leading to yeah. some of the discussions we'll talk about in season three about masculinity, oh, right? So Good segue. How, how many are buying this that are women versus men? Yeah, I'd and like even, to know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So there you go. So that's the thing I've noticed is of it's the, not yeah, of these use. vehicles. When you're moving yeah. into masculinity, what sort of car do you drive? 
Yeah, interesting. Well, you got a black beamer, don't you? BMW. I'm guessing. Leading to the, the joke, rock and roll star drives a black, black BMW. BMW. No, that's mafioso though. Yeah. That can be pretty cool. Mafioso. Uh, given your music background, uh, you have big speakers right? in the back got, of the I've car. I've got a pretty impressive. In the back no of the boom boxes, but an impressive sound system. Yes. And a black BMW. Black BMW. Yes. If you drive a little sports car, you know, as often as what about a black BMW? A hot, you know, a fast black BMW. Is that? It's, that much, okay? it's, much, that... it's much smaller than the Ram <laughs> and the Raptor. So, uh, so you're saying however... there's a sense of confidence and self-efficacy, but there's a little bit of danger in that. There's a little bit of badass, yeah, you know, it's, it's, I've seen star. it. It's a badass car. Well, yeah, that's well, cool. Yeah, but has... <laughs> How did you, you feel, Trey? I felt really good because she was comfortable enough to actually share and knew that I wouldn't be offended. Who's going to start this? We're going to start this. Press play and plug in the microphone cable. Next up is the crew willing and able. Satisfying your thirst. Come and clean on the verse precise and rehearse. Quite Michelle safely to um, talk a bit about the transport industry. And so I've gone looking for cases, recent cases in the transport industry, and found this interesting one. Uh, which was May this year, uh, and it's for the um, National Heavy Vehicle Law. Uh, there was a, a consignor importing timber products from overseas, and interestingly, the timber products were transported inside shipping containers. A truck carrying one of these shipping containers pulled up at a pedestrian, pulled up near a pedestrian crossing. And then the load fell off on a person crossing the pedestrian crossing. And the reason why the load fell was because the way it was packed. You couldn't see that from the outside. You could only see how the timber was packed by opening up the shipping container and looking on the inside. Now, the National Heavy Vehicle Regulator prosecuted and... um, uh, secured a conviction against that company on that case. So that's the company who has um, imported the timber products uh, was convicted and fined. All right. Well, what do you think about that? You could be crossing a pedestrian crossing and shipping container falls on you full of timber. That's you pretty see, awful. Oh, how many times are you on the highway and the freeway and the motorways and I you know. see big trucks and you think, whoa, that doesn't yeah. look that secure? I remember, um, and it was a, we prosecuted it, a, um, a truck carrying a chained turbine going to uh, the Taronga, from memory, the Taronga Power Station. Yeah. And what you happened? Know, the Childers area. Or, well, what's happened is it was driven at 4 a.m. in the morning, so the likelihood of somebody walking around the main street of a population of a town of about a thousand people was pretty, pretty low. low so, you, yeah. so that was good. Yeah, safe. Safe. Er. As that person's going through the roundabout, the, the truck driver, the chain snapped and this massive turbine column just fell into the middle of the road. It oh. could have had disastrous consequences. So, Can you imagine the driver? Uh, the, the these things happen. They certainly do. Imagine the driver. Yeah. Right. I'm sorry, that sphincter just closes and you go, holy shit. <laughs> The awareness. <laughs> yeah, it's... Yeah, I don't think the driver was prosecuted, but definitely the... Um, the, uh, the, the driving company. So, look. 
Please, this awareness. What, what kind of awareness? <laughs> Things are going wrong. <laughs> oh, no, I've done a bad thing. Oh. <laughs> oh, I've done a bad thing. So, yes, so we know this happens. So what do we say about that? What do we say about that? Well, um, clearly you have to look at how your loads are secured. Yeah. Oh, and, and, and ratcheting tie-downs are not an easy thing. Th- no, that is, I'm, no. looking, I'm looking at this now in manufacturing, and they are not easy. They're high-force requirements, lots of repetition, mm. not easy to secure loads. There are more automated systems, but they're not pervasive in industry, and, and securing your load is not easy. There's, there's a lot of information out there about tying your load down not enough I should say but there is a lot and um, but there's not much about undoing the load and undoing and unlocking and you know, who's supporting and, and who's trained who's skilled to do that well you know so the load might have moved so it may no longer be load stable shifting. and yep. so when you um, untie the load uh, then it, it might collapse might fall off the side what's automated what's manual yeah. you know and, knowing and, knowing this yeah, and you have to make sure that if it's going to fall away it's not going to fall on top of you do you have the right vehicle to do the job too and it's mm. not easy to replace capital that it might have a lifespan of anywhere from 15 to 30 years mm. in a business yeah. you know yeah. so what was michelle safety's primary Safely, but she is too much a safety professional. She's safely, 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 safely. Safety is the other Michelle. Michelle safely. Yeah. So what what was the central issue? Or uh, no, she was just interested in hearing a bit more on that topic. Oh yes, and Uh, and in particular, she was interested in fatigue. Ah, industry. And of course, when you go to the National Heavy Vehicle Mm. Law, there's there's lots and lots of provisions in there designed yes. to minimise fatigue. And there's more technology around detecting oh, fatigue. Oh, there's some amazing stuff. Some new amazing mm. stuff coming out. Yeah. With, with, you know, but, but, uh, you know. but there's stuff out there right now. You can So you can get um, Is it? caps, like baseball caps, yep. which monitor what your eyelids are doing. Wow. Yep. So and is it cultural? Visual cameras and, and also mm. brain activity mm. for whether or not it's activating sleep. Mm. <laughs> the so, narcolepsy we spoke yeah. about in previous episodes, yeah, that's yeah, a worry. Yeah. So with, with the fatigue, and clearly you're in charge of a serious machine, hence the, the truck yeah. with the turbine. Serious are, machinery. Are we, are we talking, um, is this a cultural or behavioural issue or both jointly to, to minimise? design, you know, we have the evaluated everything from all those safety critical risks i keep mentioning that right and have you evaluated the systems of work to help mitigate and support people's health well-being their energy levels so so many times we talk about fatigue management programs i'm always look interested in performance programs or um how are we energizing our workforce Mm. so how are you constructing health how how are you determining work that is meaningful to them that inspires them that motivates them a that helps with fatigue management but it's often forgotten Mm. right and then, of course, there's the traditional industrial relations thing. So sometimes fatigue management seems to get relegated to industrial relations of what are your shifts like. Yes. And that tends to be the extent of it. But there's so much more in terms of fatigue, Uh, you know, uh, understanding what's happening in your personal world, what is your Mm. emotional mood like, what's happening with even the physical manual tasks you're doing. Are those fatiguing? Mm. Or what are the breaks that you have? Go ahead. Well, in in the transport industry, Mm. um, there's enormous temptation Mm. to... 
work beyond yes. the hours oh, you're supposed to and, work. And you record and so, things, but the guys might be yeah, sitting yeah, in that yeah. truck, mm. not driving, but still sitting in that truck. And yeah. so, so not only is there an obligation on the employer to make sure that they've got the right systems in place, but they have to monitor the workers because the drivers are just going to be, whether it's to get to a particular destination that they want to get to, mm. so they stretch out their, their driving period or... Um, they want to knock the job off or they want to do more work um, I've been or really, make more money by really doing fortunate. more work. Yes. Yeah, I've been really fortunate to work with um, two guys who had very agile systems designs and they were innovative thinkers. And this is one of the presentations that you spoke about that you saw me at, at, at the mm. Australian Institute of Health and Safety. Um, I was regaling tales about Simon and Tim Knowles, two brothers who are in the transport industry, and they had a trucking company and they were were clever cats. You know, they helped work with an engineering firm to redesign a bitumen trailer, heat and transit system, so that mm. instead of all those diesel packs where things can go boom, you know, they created some remote controls to fill the tanker. They created electrical heat and transit systems, and it required working with the National Heavy Vehicle Regulator uh, to mm. change how that was permitted, what was regulated, what was what was allowed. And we looked at using tools from mining, the Earth Moving Equipment Safety Roundtable, to look at design philosophy, safety critical tasks, and go through everything like climbing up the sides of the ladders, the looking in the hatches, heat retention, the const- construct of the tanker, you name it. And they reduced road time, so environmental mm. sustainability, and they reduced the time sitting in that vehicle, hours of a shift. Every day you Mm. add up that cost savings, significant, so that's the business objective, but you made it really interesting for the workers to redesign completely a bitumen tanker. And that explosive aspect. And, importantly, Mm. a safety-critical explosive aspect. Things that make you go boom. Things that make you go boom. boom. Is there a song about that? Yeah, of course, things that make you go boom. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But uh, I wonder, though, that you, you tapped on it before about the willingness to do extra shifts. What about that commercial imperative when we know, you know, the stickers without trucks, Australia stops. What about that pressure by the employer? Just just get it done, just keep going, just do another well, shift. Well, it goes both ways, yeah. Mm. So, and I, I wonder um, if that has to be factored in too. We talk about industrial look, relations. And the other thing too is and when you're an employer, you have to be mindful of this, is that people, workers, mm. are very, very clever at cheating systems. So if you put a system in place, you have to anticipate and that the workers will cheat it. Until they get caught, until something happens. And then they'll cheat well, it another well, way. You know, whether it's a, a laser curtain or a timeline. But what's the incentive? Know? So the same guys, Simon and Tim, that I'm thinking mm. of, they looked at a, a tipper, a truck, you know, that, mm. that has a tipper. And um, two things come to mind. One, where they had... And this has happened in Melbourne on busy, busy roadways I've seen where drivers go and they're late at the end of the shift. They're fatigued. Mm. They've dumped a load. The truck's driving, but body of truck is up Mm. and they go under a bridge until they don't. Classic case. So these guys Mm. put in interlocking systems. Right to notice. Yeah, smart. Yeah, of yeah. course. Right. And and so it would notice when that's still up and when the 
the driving. Did that stop the vehicle couldn't move until the... No, no, no. So it would just lower it if you were over... Like, you could program it remotely, 10Ks mm. an hour. And then they had a feedback system that was live so that mm. they could see what was happening. Mm-hmm. How many times it lowered? Was it always the same driver? Was it always at the end of a shift? Or does it need to be quick communication? Did it not need to load? Was there a reason why? And then it could be rectified, right? And it can be automated and changed so that the driver wasn't put in that position, mm. okay? So that, so that the, can happen. The, the cases that cross my desk, uh, the workers will put themselves in an extremely dangerous positions mm. for very, very small reasons. Like they just want to get a job done faster. Mm. Yeah. Um, or they think they're doing a favour for their employer and then they'll s- stick their hands where their hands shouldn't go or they'll jump into places where they shouldn't jump in. Um, things with the benefit of hindsight, you would say, well, that was insanely stupid, but at the in the moment... They'll, it they'll seems to it. make sense at the time, or it's meeting an objective like they just want to try and be efficient. They're trying to get productivity up. They know yeah, they feel yeah. this compulsion. So you have to always understand mm. the context and and mm. that sense, right? Or it's nothing's ever gone wrong before. You know, whatever yeah, that is, normalizing whatever, the risk, normalizing that, whatever that is. You know. So again, is the answer to this addressing the behavioural issues, or does? Well, it has the to start way needs. earlier than okay. that, isn't it, in the system design, doesn't it? I just yeah. gave an example of equipment, two examples of equipment design that really help you, stop you having to just use behavioural controls that are far more effective mm. too. And Cultural. a regulator and a consultation with a regulator now, what, to change what, what, what they were what investigating and permitting. Um, Michelle's a bit of a party girl. What if she goes out dancing all night and then she turns up the next day at work and her boss, Sid, um, <laughs> sees that uh, she's got those... Uh, those droopy eyes. droopy eyes. What happens then? Michelle, unsafely. Oh, <laughs> sorry, Michelle. We do. Sorry. <laughs> no, no. So consultation, candor, right? What's the rights yeah. and responsibilities? Yeah. Some shared responsibility here. I should say. This is the part I was, raising, say, part I was raising before. The employer needs, like I said, without trucks, Australia stops. Needs this. There's no one else on the shift. Is mindful of the baggy eyes. Well, um, she she is a, a central person in the business. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so and the business wouldn't drive. perform well without her. Correct. There. Well, look, this okay. is why I asked about the cultural behaviour. Cuts both ways. And how how would your workplace respond in this scenario? Are you safe to have this conversation? Yeah. I have a right to yeah. be safe at work, but I also have a responsibility. And I'm telling mm. you now, rather than blaming my drinking or my party night, I'll just say um, the kids were up all last night. The dogs, mm. the neighbors' dogs were barking all night. Yes. I did not have quality sleep, and I do not feel safe in a job that requires well, my decision making and my actions today. How would your employer respond well, in that? Well, shared well, just, just just to be clear, when I said mm. Michelle's a party girl. I wasn't saying she would be drinking all night. No, okay. more likely to be dancing all night. Late oh, night. I like so, it. So, but this is the dilemma we've but got. But can you have that honest conversation? <sighs> yeah, yeah. And is, will you be reprimanded? This is the awkward. Yeah. Or will you be permitted to say, "I'm so well, glad. Thank you." Thank you for letting us know. But this I, is useful, so now I can make a better plan because I want to protect yeah. you and I want to protect others. But I, so it's, if it happens over time, three, four, five, mm, every Monday, Michelle's mm, got the same story yeah, or whoever. But, I'm just using it as an it example. Then one, it's different. But Sarah, it could be that one day where you're right, yeah, no, I'm right, no, I can write, you sure? And sometimes yeah. you think you're, when you're fatigued, you might you not think you, re- can. think you are okay. So also what do yeah. others notice? 
And then... Am I slurring my words? Am I forgetting what I need to be doing? Am I making a lot of mistakes? Am I emotionally over yeah. the top? Am I angry more than Sarah mm. normally is, for well, example? if Whatever. you're in the medical industry and you're handling medication, yep. you need but, to be alert. Uh, for oh. me, though, in the sort of in that real context, in in the practical scenario, here you go. You've got to get this turbine delivered. I know you've had a big night, Michelle. You've told me now it's Michelle driving the turbine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, you've told me this. You've had a big night. Oh, I've just got to get this thing delivered um, uh, to the Tarong Power Station. This is where it's complicated. So you've got yeah, the employer. Yeah, 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 yeah. The employer loses the contract. No one else can. Alan can't make it because he, he had a That's big right. night. And, I'm going to do you a favour. I'm going to cover the other guy's shift. He's got to get oh, home to his family. I'll do, do the, the work extra, even though I'm tired. This. And this is where the, the, the trucking conversation needs to go. There are other solutions. Like yeah. if if the truck has to go, maybe someone can go as a passenger. Yeah, so maybe you like, can send two people yeah. instead of one. But we're short on staff. Short on staff. That's it. I'm only. Yeah, I know. dilemma. Short on staff. And there are skills and staffing shortages in so many industries right now, and it's not easily solved. So robotics. Do we have an automated vehicle? Do we have an autonomous haul? <laughs> yeah, and I'm not that far off. All right, no. so we're so we, you know, in mining, they're talking more about. Yeah. I love this. Robin Burgess Limerick uh, professor we mentioned earlier sent an article to me. It's about from FIFO to Lilo, from fly in and fly out to log in and log, log out. out. Yes, FIFO yes. to Lilo, baby, yeah. right? Yeah. So what does that actually mean? It's about transitioning our work to more cognitive work, less mm. of the doing action work. And we're logging in and, and working remotely. Yeah. Maybe it's control rooms. We mm. talked about the technology that allows you to do this all the way around the room, the world, mm. follow, follow away the room, all the way around the world, follow the sun kind of mm. activities mm. in different countries. Yeah. And I then, then the industrial it. relations has not caught yeah. up. I try and get, yeah. I try and get caught colleagues from Brazil to teach and, and I'm told the uni's like they can't handle it but they're an expert they're right there they can log on what's yeah. the difference right? yeah I think that the, the candor in trucking is is complicated because of the timelines the pressures the deadlines and getting it done so and just those human factors human, human factors. factors and it doesn't that's right it's and it's about acknowledging all the acknowledging. variabilities of work yeah. that can and, occur and right. you know it's not just truck drivers if no. you think about your own personal job and and, and mine of course yeah, so see, I can read you, you have to drive out to remote courthouses yeah. or if you yeah. if you're going to have a look at a scene it might be that you have to Go to remote places. Yeah, have yeah. Look at the Catch I mean, plane, show up, the and then see traumatic circumstances yeah. that can yeah. fatigue well, we'll, you. And, and nine times out of ten, you're driving on your own. There's no one else in the car. Yeah, with you. that's that's why I actually implemented because we were the, the courts. They weren't just the Brisbane courts. Mm. I was going to Buckle and going to places west of uh, Kingaroy and all the other things. Mm. So I thought no, and there was no reception because we'd moved from Telstra to Optus. And I said, you're putting me in a situation here. Um, for so I'm just and they didn't have extra. Um, satellite phones, yeah, those kinds for, of things yeah, for you. So, and yeah, so it was like these were long, long. Obviously, the policy was you stay overnight because it was not a policy where X amount of hours. As long as you, you didn't have to share a room, Trish. No, there's no room. It, it, <laughs> no, there's no room sharing. Speaking of episode, but, uh, so yeah, so they're speaking of episode <laughs> season, one. That's season right. two, yeah, I think and, it's episode and see, seven. These things, these things. Right? See, Don't it, share like rooms. A, we just keep opening up we keep the potential other room. Pandora's um, box. Exactly, and we said no. I want a. Well, I had. I want an instructor as well. That helps. I had a case across my desk where a young man, very young man 
woke up in the morning, oh. down several of those yes. energy drinks, oh. and, and he, had, he didn't get very far down the road, and he just collapsed and then had a crash. And, and people don't realise the died. caffeine in yeah. that and how mm. that actually dehydrates. It lowers your hydration, all right? Well, he sort of he, I should he, say, he spiked mm. up and then spiked straight Hypohydration mm. is the correct yeah. technical biological yeah. term yeah. <laughs> rather than dehydration until you yeah. get to the extreme, it's, right? And that can cause fatigue. What's your nutrition like? Yeah. What's your hydration yeah. like? And, and in the emotional taxing work. So you mm. guys talk about just just then the travel you do you're using yourself as a therapeutic use of a tool as a sense of a tool right and right yes. okay but but you're a therapeutic just... self and yeah. you're you're taking on emotional aspects right this happens in in my work it happens in my base my clinical first clinical degree is in occupational therapy right there yeah. are circumstances people going through significant transitions in their life and you're having to manage the emotions and then cognitively Plan mm. some very higher order thinking that's required, Constantly. and that's fatiguing too. Yep, right. Constantly, and that's yeah. So the so you imagine uh, the concentration of, of a long haul driver now with these are human all this factors. Equipment. That's and if they're worried about what they're carrying, if it's yeah. a new route that they're unfamiliar with, yeah, you know, whatever. Um, you're at home, you know, whatever. Yeah, no, no. There've been some inquests on that for, with uh, with truck drivers and and long hauls. And yet, they might be incentivized, pay wise, to make yeah, those extra visits and then on on time, speedy. Some money talks, right? That's the one. Tailored so. suits and chauffeured cars. Yeah, so that fine that is, hotels that is, and big cigars. Money talks. But I, I think the upshot is you've got to keep the conversation going. You've just got to have so whether it's harassment in the workplace, yeah, or whether it's fatigue in the workplace for truck drivers. It's just not enough to have these tick boxes audits and just go okay. That's the end of the conversation. We've inducted everyone. We've trained everyone. Now let's get on with our job. I, I know that's and, yeah, and we've talked neat. about losing benevolence and generosity to the point mm. where incivility, right through to aggression and violence, can occur when you're fatigued. And in road transport, we talked in season one, I believe, yep. about some cases where the, road rage occurs. Yep, the one punch, and the one it was punch. recognised by the court that season you know, one, the twelve-hour back-to-back, just working, and then just wanted to come home. Yeah, that's right. So these, I guess, the upshot is that conversation just has to keep going. So whether it's some Never type ending. of it, see, it's funny because. We, we, we obsess with the, yeah, the toolbox, the pre-starts. Yep, very important, very good. But what we need is the Intervention, ongoing. design strategy, yeah. so design. We need a, we need a <laughs> an extended session. Design tools, okay? Exactly. What's the, and, and Not this I'm talking quick about five-minute toolbox. Yeah, I'm talking about service design and yes. user experience. So using strong design discipline, what's the service design? Understanding that your internal customers, your employees are equally as important as external customers and everyone in the system, the maintainers, the suppliers, think about service design and what is their their experience? What's the user experience? And then go through that cogent design strategy. And I think that is the add-on. That, that's the value that you add on to, the, you know, all your pre-starts or your quick little five-minute... Do more behavioural discussions. Let's get on let's, with it. Let's analyse how an yeah. uh, improvement Crit- can be made in a robust way. Let's get critical. <laughs> no, I said critical. critical. I, all I, thought I heard was let's get physical let's in that. Let's get critical. No, and, this is, um, and often workplaces, certainly employers, let alone employees, they don't really want to go down that next level because they feel it's an attack on them or I'm mm-hmm. not doing my job properly or I'm not doing this. But you just have to talk about it. You've just got to talk about 
the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah? Okay. All right. Who's going to start this? We're going to start this. Press play and plug in the microphone cable. Next up is the crew willing and able. Satisfying your thirst. Come and clean on the verse precise and rehearse. Toys again and We hope you enjoyed that episode of Why Work. You've been listening to Trage, Sarah, and Alan. And if you'd like to know more about some of the things we've talked about today, please subscribe and we'd be more than happy to provide you with information and other things that may interest you. Please be aware that none of the matters we've talked about today should be construed as legal advice or any other type of advice. We're just here to talk about all things related to work. See you next time.